Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one. My name is Alan Stamford and welcome to Othello in Offaly. My name is Frank Cleary. I'm a teacher in Malahide Community School and I want to talk about the theme of appearance and reality in Othello. A great deal of the action of the play is shaped by the discrepancy between appearance and reality, most notably because Othello believes that all men should be as they seem and Iago is only too willing to expose such credulity. Iago is a master of deceit and this facility allows him to manipulate Othello with tragic consequences. It also empowers him to impose his will on Rodrigo, Cassio and Emilia. Rodrigo is relieved of all his money on the promise that he will eventually win the hand of Desdemona. Cassio is removed from his post of lieutenant because he has been portrayed as irresponsible. And Emilia does not discover the real Iago until the final scene of the play. The prominence of the theme is laid bare in the opening scene where Iago proclaims paradoxically, I am not what I am. He openly reveals to Rodrigo that there is a vast difference between what he shows on the outside and what his real feelings are on the inside. He dismisses those servants who perform their duties in a loyal and diligent manner as being duteous and knee-crooking. On the other hand, he admires those who appear to perform their duties diligently but who, all the while, are working for their own personal gain. Of these, Iago says, those fellows have some soul and such a one do I profess myself. In a direct reference to his allegiance to Othello, he says, Not I for love and duty, but seeming so for my peculiar end. The term seeming here is important because there is a world of difference between what seems and what is. Iago now proceeds to put this attitude into practice and embarks on a course of calculated deception. A glaring irony now emerges. Because Iago is seen by everyone in the play as a man of outstanding integrity. Othello describes him as a man of honesty and trust in the first act of the play, and then repeatedly uses the phrase honest Iago to address him thereafter. Rodrigo places full trust in him, and Cassio praises him for his honesty. No one has a bad word for him. This is how he appears. This is the public Iago. The private Iago is a dissembler, a liar, an underhand dealer and a hypocrite. The fact that we, the audience, know this heightens the dramatic irony of the play. Nowhere is the confusion between appearance and reality more obvious and consequential than in Iago's duping of Othello. We first see this when Iago persuades Cassio to have one drink too many, and Cassio's subsequent irrational skirmish with Rodrigo allows Iago to portray him as a drunkard. Othello, influenced by Iago's apparent reluctance to expose Cassio, takes appearance for reality and dismisses his loyal lieutenant. The central crux, however, of the appearance-reality theme is Othello's acceptance of what appears to be Desdemona's infidelity as fact. It is in the temptation scene, in Act 3, Scene 3, that Othello is rendered incapable of distinguishing between what seems and what is. Appearance and reality can be applied to all the hints and suggestions made by Iago regarding the supposed improper conduct of Desdemona. He begins by associating Cassio with the terms sneak and guilty-like, an association that we know is entirely inappropriate. 
He then employs the device of repeating Othello's questions in such a way as to suggest that he is withholding information from Othello, and it is singularly successful. Othello is convinced that Iago is hiding some monster in his thought too hideous to be shown. The implication here is that since Iago is full of love and honesty, then he doesn't want to reveal anything that will cause pain or anguish to Othello. Throughout the scene, Iago gives vent to utterances that are the very opposite to his real feelings and beliefs. My lord, you know I love you, he tells Othello. And in a blatant piece of hypocrisy, he says, men should be that they seem. And again, he declares, good name in man and woman's dear, my lord. This last statement is in sharp contrast to his earlier declaration to Cassio that reputation is an idle and most false imposition, of got without merit and lost without deserving. Iago has no proof, of course, of an illicit relationship between Cassio and Desdemona. The best he can hope for is to make it appear to exist. And with this in mind, he attempts to convince Othello that his marriage is no longer secure. To do this, he employs a range of devices that owe all their substance to appearance. He says that Venetian women engage in infidelities and Othello, being a foreigner, is unfamiliar with these pranks. Desdemona is a Venetian and the implication is obvious. He reminds Othello that she did deceive her father, marrying you. Here, he suggests that deception is well within the scope of Desdemona's behaviour. He goes on to assert that Desdemona's refusal of marriage offers from so many of her fellow countrymen demonstrates some kind of unnatural will. She is not to be trusted. There is a suggestion, too, that Desdemona may now feel that she made the wrong decision in marrying Othello and it is time to move on. Halfway through the temptation scene, Iago is sufficiently confident to issue a direct warning. Look to your wife. Observe her well with Cassio. When Othello insists on concrete evidence, Iago manufactures Cassio's dream. He constructs a vivid scene and Othello accepts it as proof. So too does he accept the story of the handkerchief. All of this, of course, has no root in reality, but Iago makes his case convincingly by every now and again protesting that he may be reading too much into things. Let me be thought too busy in my fears, he says. And in this way, he appears to be the reluctant informer. And Othello says of him, this honest creature doubtless sees and knows more, much more than he unfolds. By the close of the scene, Othello is duped. He orders the execution of Cassio and he contemplates how he will kill his beloved Desdemona. By now, reason and good judgment have been usurped in Othello. His perception of reality has been shaped by whatever Iago has told him. He's reduced to eavesdropping and strikes his wife. To him, the virtuous Desdemona is an impudent strumpet and that cunning whore of Venice. The triumph of appearance over reality is complete and Desdemona must die. Even here, however, there is a sting in the tail. Othello proclaims, yet she must die else she'll betray more men. He firmly believes that in executing her, he's doing the world a service. Appearance has obscured his vision of reality to such an extent that the killing of Desdemona has become an expression of good. Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on One.